Welcome to No Ideas Original Podcast featuring Shanam, Mr. Rob, and Zane. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? What up, what up? Yeah, I just noticed that y'all both got, y'all both matching. Ain't nobody give me the memo. I didn't get, I didn't get the memo for the shirt. Oh, um, man. You, memo, man. you got no ideas in your heart, man. Next, yeah. next time. <laughs> next nah, time. Nah, nah, I know what. Shot, shot gonna pull that, 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 that shirt off and be like, yeah, see. Yo, you know what? I actually, I actually he might like have it under that shirt, Bob. Don't he might he might do it like halfway through that episode. Yeah, I like, halfway through. I like when you wear the white one. I like the white one better though, man. The white white one pops a little bit, man. Oh yeah? Yeah, he don't he he don't got the medium shirt on. <laughs> so, so white, the white the white make him look bigger. <laughs> now you know what it is? It's actually called exercising. You should try it. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Zay, yo, Z, the only thing you left in is a wing. A wing and a drum to get the barbecue. And a little, and a little bit of Hennessy. <laughs> yo, you know what's funny, too, fellas? Um, I didn't go out yesterday at all, man. And I, I just stayed in. I wasn't really... You got some rest, you know? Nah, I didn't even get no rest. I just wasn't in the mood for the fireworks and none of that stuff, man. I just said... I, but the funny thing, how you brought up chicken... I made some barbecue chicken. I made a barbecue chicken in my life. Yo, you was being anti-patriotic? Yeah. Uh, no, no. I'm not going to say that. I'm a, a patriotic person. I love America. I wouldn't want to be nowhere else. But just like with America and anywhere else on this globe, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing perfect. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, a lot of the stuff that happened with, like, George Floyd and too much police brutality and I can go on and on and on. I just I just wasn't in the mood to be out and about and you know, mangling with that type of situation right now. It's, it's, I see this, man. Living in the Northeast, this is a patriotic section of the planet. It is, and yesterday, which was kind of just uh, mind-blowing, not mind-blowing, but mind-blowing is that right around 9 o'clock, you know, stepped outside, stepped on the porch and yo, our neighbors are blasting Yankee Doodle Dandy, the national anthem, God bless America, like it was a, a concert. And, and, and after every song, it was it was almost like the Bronx came to the, the suburbs for a second because they was blowing some shit up, but it, was, it, it just bugged me out to hear Yankee Doodle Dandy. <laughs> is your neighborhood more like liberal, Republican, Democratic, mixed? What? Yeah, it's Caucasian, man. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. Very Yo, and then. Hey, 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 Rob, they didn't play the What You Call the Night from, from uh, WWF back in the day? Yeah, they played it, it's everything. Yeah, they played all of that. They played all of that. That's I sat on my porch and I was in a maze like, listen to this. I think I, I might have posted it. I, it might be on my, my IGTV. I think I posted it. Yo, let's, let's, let's be for real. Like at this point, the 4th of July, with um with, with the education that we have, it's just an opportunity for people to get a day off and have a barbecue. And blow some shit up. And yeah, and then the play, the play with fireworks. You know, no disrespect to people that are extremely patriotic, you know, right. like because I agree with what Zane is saying or whatever, like, you know, like there's a lot of other places you could be that could be far worse than America. But we still we still got a lot to work on in America. 
whole I lot. also want to say too, this this just something very brief. You know, Shannon and I lost a, a great uh, dear family member, um, uh, Uncle Donald. You know, he was in the military. So you know, much much shout out, tip my hat to a lot of the uh, family members and just overall people out there that's that's in America that's that's serving for this country. It's a real that's deal. Yeah, shout out to Uncle Donald. Uncle Donald, I see you. And cousin Tamisha, what's up? Shout what up, up uh, Tamisha? What up? Y'all ready to rock and roll? Let's do it, bro. Mm-hmm. Yo, so our first topic is um, when and why did constructive criticism become hate or make a person a hater? And I bring this up because I see a lot online now that it's just people just run under the umbrella of somebody being a hater or hate them. But I- I'm trying to—I guess I'm trying to figure out—is it a generational thing? Is it a, a class thing? Is it a race thing? Um, because I remember when we were younger, there was a time when an OG could pull you to the side and be like, look, youngin, you gotta do this, or you may wanna try that differently, or just give you a good word. And they weren't viewed as being a hater, but now anything that you say to somebody that they're in disagreement with, it becomes that you're a hater or you hate them. What do you think that's about? Well, my, my thought is, the trouble with most people is that they rather be ruined by praise than by and then by by being saved by criticism. You know, that's that's really good. Criticism gets you out of your comfort zone. It's supposed to rattle you a little bit, and that's what change does. And people don't like to change. People are stuck in this emotional sense of wanting to be loved and cared for and, and coddled instead of someone really building you up, man. And that's how you build up your confidence. So I think a lot of it has to do with the emotional stability of a lot of people. And people aren't teaching their children how to just fortify and be strong um, within themselves to, to, to adjust to certain things. And when you're, and, and the art of listening has, has, has trickled away too. People don't listen anymore. People are just ready to respond. So I think that has a lot to do with it, and it hurt. It's hurting people now, man. I mean, you know, when I grew up, like you said, there was always an OG that was in my ear, telling me, "Yo, raw, I think that's a good idea, son." Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I know the outcome, and if you listen to it, you know what I mean. You find out later on to keep you out of trouble, and that kept me out of trouble for a lot of different things, man. Shout out to all my OGs that that was putting me on the game. You know why I say it, it may be generational is because I think about like um, when the whole, just the whole notion of hate came into play was around the time when like I think Bad Boy was at the height of their success. Remember? Throwing it out there, yo, it's a hater, hate, the hate, hate, this, that. And I think that, um, for, for, for Puffy's perspective, like there was reason to hate because he had a level of success. What confuses me around like the hate stuff is that the people who made they allude to people hating them, of people who are in damn horrible positions financially, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. Everything. So, yeah, so, so to me, it's like, if if your position is that somebody hates you, is it that they hate you because they want to be where you are? Who would want to be in your position? So is that really, is that really hate? But I think that that that's sort of ushered in this new wave around how people respond to any type of critique is that, you know, oh, this person is or being critical of me because, you know, they're a hater. And it's just like, come on, man, like, 
it's confused. Like now, I said, hate is confused admiration. Mm. Like you, 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 you're confused on what hate really is. We know what the definition of hate is, man. We we've had a, a culture that hate our culture for the last four or five hundred years. That's hate. That's outright hate. But the fact that I don't like your hat because it's red, that don't mean shit. Like who who should know that? I was just about to say that too Just the mix of what both of y'all were saying I think one of the main variables Is that you know back then When we had OGs Like how Rob say will pull you to the side And you know uh, Try to correct you or whatever And it's up to you if you're going to listen But now you got a lot of OGs They want to be young They want to be 20 years old They want to be 30 years old So instead of them showing Or leading by example They'd rather be like your age or younger than you just to show that they still hip and like yo like who fucking does that now at, at the same time don't get me wrong no 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 don't don't don't, don't get me wrong mm-hmm. it's okay that you want to still have your youth and stuff like that but you got to also be able to teach you can't you can't be an older person that want to be the student you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but that's not to say that uh just because you're older that you can't learn from somebody younger, but you you still got to open up that gap. And I feel that the one thing with, with, with hip-hop, hip-hop or rap, that's what keeps us as a generation, like, younger. It's like, it's like the fountain of youth. You know what I'm saying? You got, okay, like, stuff that I wasn't proud of, like, looking back in the day where, you know, we... We might not have been sagging our pants down like how Chris Cross was, but you know, a lot of us had the little, 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 little sag. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, now looking back on it, you be like, damn, I look like a fool back then. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, and the, you know, the, the big skirts and all that, but that was all fashion trend. But at the same time, I felt sorry for a lot of people that was like 400, 500 pounds. They couldn't really find no clothes. Right. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't tag nothing if you was 400 pounds. It was nothing to get back in the day. So, and then, and then, you know, just just to mix also what you said too. Yeah, I, I feel that yo, when Diddy came out with when Diddy and Nas came out with the Hate Me Now joint, when um Mano came out with High Hater and all that other stuff. Yeah, those are those those were good tunes. It was laughable tunes, but at the same time, no, no, seriously. But at yeah, the same yeah, yeah, time. I agree. Right, but we, we also know that Nas, uh, uh, Mano, they are good people of character of, of what we see, you know what I'm saying, on, on, on camera and stuff like that. But that's not to say that they don't have faults too. That's not to say that they haven't done nothing goofy, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, and, and also, yeah, and, and also with, with, with Diddy, like Diddy, Diddy was pushing that hate, 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 hate. And, and as we all talk, with that, you know, you gotta be real conscious of what you say out of your mouth and when you speak it out into the world. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Because that 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 brings a whole imbalance balance to the situation that's going on around you. Talk about it. You say, oh, somebody's hating me, somebody's hating me. Nah, if you do dumb stuff, yeah, somebody's supposed to not hate, but somebody's supposed to dislike your your actions or your behavior. What's why? What's whack is that it's become trendy to create these easy narratives for people to follow. So just to your point, Puffy comes out with a slogan, hate me now, hate. Everyone takes this, they look at themselves, I don't like that, oh, you hate it. Because someone else did it. And now now it's become so trendy and so loosely 
used that people don't even, probably don't even re- remember what the definition of hate really means. You know what right. it is? What it's become? It's become a way for people to deflect. Exactly. You know what it is? It's a way for people to deflect. Or everything around, like the um, the, 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 whole, yeah. the whole, yeah, the hate and all that is a, is more so about like people's ego. You know, it's just ego and their pride and the lack of humility. But you can't use somebody giving you constructive criticism. You know, you can't use, oh, this person hate as a deflection. If right. your situation or your predicament doesn't warrant something that somebody wants. And right. you see that it's, it's so, the terminology or the terminology is, is grown to be so broad and out of control. Like you see it used in the context of somebody at work. Oh, yo, my boss told me to go do this. Or my boss is a hater. Or, yo, my teacher told me you have, this was wrong. Or my teacher's a hater. It has nothing, none of that stuff has anything to do with hate and it has more with the ability for people to, to more so with people's inability not to be able to actually take constructive criticism. Like there to me is a level of openness I think that all of us have to get to if we're invested in our own personal growth. Mm-hmm. And some people get there slower than others. Some people never get there. Some people never, and a lot of times the people who don't get there, they usually don't get there because of, based on whatever insecurities they have. Right. Like, there's nothing absolutely wrong with being wrong. Right. You know what what is wrong, though? When you're wrong and you double down on being wrong because your ego won't allow you to accept that you're wrong. That's right. So when when we get caught up in this whole thing about, like, um, people are... People are haters and stuff like that. Now, don't get me wrong; like there are I, there are people I think that are envious of what other people have. But right, envy, 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 and hate is two different things. But I think that yeah. people have to learn how to use those in the proper context. Right, you know, yeah. like I like you have to you have to have something that somebody has to actually hate about for them to be a hater. You can't be, yeah, you can't be, and that's why I said like I used the um, puffy as sort of like the gateway to this because at the height of his success, there were a lot of people who probably were true musicians and stuff that probably looked at Puffy's craftsmanship and be like, this dude ain't producing nothing. These records and remakes or whatever it is, he has all the success, yada, yada, yada. Like I could see people being envious and hating on something like that. But if you were losing in life, what the hell is somebody hating on you for? Right. <laughs> oh, hey, 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 I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up too. Big shout out to that loser that you hate that we ain't gonna say that person's name. <laughs> hey, I hope, I hope, I hope he, I wouldn't say I hope he died, but I just, I just Wait a minute, you know what You said you say hope he died. Nah, I said I wouldn't take it that far and oh, I hope okay, that he okay. died. But well, on 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 a, on a positive note, correct corrective criticism it gets you out your comfort zone. If you're looking to grow and do something better, take some criticism, man. Criticism it might be hard, but some of the best lessons come from listening to them hard things about yourself. And if you have the humility and the calm and the patience to do so, I guarantee you, man, you're going to the next level or whatever it is that you're doing basketball, football, life, you're a writer, you're a teacher, you're going to excel, but you have to learn how to take that corrective criticism. And here's the other thing I would say also, like, I always, I've always believed that the people who are open with you are the people who care about you the most, the people who are going to tell you the truth. You know, those yeah. are the people who care about you. Like, it's easy to tell people the shit that they want to hear, but right. you got to actually make an investment in people 
you know, if you want to see them grow. And here's the other thing, like that to me speaks more to the actual person about your ability to actually believe that people care about you. Because if you think that every time somebody, somebody's telling you something that you don't want to hear is from a bad place, then that means that there's, there's something going on with you that you like, yo, damn, nobody really cares about me. Always in a bad place. Yeah. Well, that sounds sound like paranoia. It is, it is. Yeah, it paranoia. is. A sense of paranoia, yeah. It is. So now let's move on to our next topic, which is, I'm sure there's going to, we're going to get tons of criticism from, from the viewers on this. Because <laughs> yeah, a lot of people divided amongst where, you know, amongst how people feel about the situation. Bill Cosby was released from jail this past week. Right. Um, Zane, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that, Zane? Bill Cosby's home. Well, first I want to say, I'm going to refer to him as chill, Cosby, chill. Because right now, uh, you know, with the, with the whole Cosby situation, a lot of a lot of people are not really looking at the true essence of how he got out or why he got out. He basically got out on a legal term to where uh, what's this guy? What's this, the DA's name? Uh, former former DA Bruce Caster basically had it to where Bill Cosby can come and give his testimony or whatever or, or answer the questions that you know they felt could get down to the nitty gritty but yeah this position but at the same time <clears throat> those those statements were supposed to be used against them in a certain context of law so once the new so once the new DA Kevin Steele came which was which was the successor of Bruce Castor he came and, 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 and used that testimony against against Cosby. And whereas, like, if that was the case, Cosby's lawyers wouldn't even have let that even happen. You see what I'm saying? From the initial back when Bruce Castor was, 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 had, had, had uh, offered that deal for Cosby. Mm -hmm. But um, being that Cosby is home, uh, I feel that um, there's a way that you can, that he can do it in order to not taunt anybody who was allegedly uh victimized because no 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 seriously man because stuff like that can scar people for life so with all these women that had these allegations uh some some more extreme than, than others you know you can't just i mean you have to have some type of sensibility or be civil about it and not like you know cat uh, make make little slip remarks and stuff like that being, being that you're out. Now, one thing that I can say is that everybody do deserve a second chance. So, I kind of felt that when Bill Cosby came out, he could have said a lot more to actually you know, show people uh, his, uh, you know, uh, more of his sensitive style. And, and then also too, I mean, hey, uh, Cosby did give a lot of money to HBCUs. And you have a lot of people that's giving flack saying that people that's supporting him, such as, you know, Felicia Rashad, she came out on Twitter and she said her um her uh, statements that now you have a lot of people that say, well, being that Cosby gave all his money to these HBCUs, yeah, should he ask for that money back? Give it back. You know? No, 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 no. But see, see no, 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 no. See, it's not it's not that easy because if I'm if I'm anybody that donates, you know, 
that extreme amount of money to HBCUs over, who knows, 30, 40 years, maybe 50 years of my of, of my career. Right. Those are all those are all tax write-offs. So that goes to taxes. So it's mutually beneficial, you saying? It was mutually it yeah, because you can't ask for that money back, being that I, I donated to your to your cause and then filed my taxes. Nah, because because if, if that's the case, because if that's the case, everything's gonna get reversed. And, Yo, and that'll so, be a long, so me, drawn out situation. So let me say, let me say this. Let me say this. So, and this is, I think, like a, a whole different area, but I think we should touch on some of it because you do good deeds. Does that mean that you you does that exonerate you or wipe away potential other things that you may have no. done no so no well well no when you said a balance I, I did i didn't mean it in that sense i, I thought you were talking about something else but no 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 i'm not talking i'm not saying you i'm not saying that you said that i'm just i'm just okay. putting it out there like if if, the, if if people's position is that you know hbcu should be supportive of him because he donated all that money you know it's like that would be uh, that would almost be like me or you donating to um how you call it we donate to the march of dimes and then go out and then commit a murder or something like that the march of dimes not obligated to stand behind us right. as, as a murderer you know they're gonna be like yo we denounce that they not, if anything they're not gonna want to stand next to it to be affiliated with a guy rob you just want to say something nah because you know an act and an, an act or a deed is something that warrants the person from you know, that, that one was the person who's doing the act because they see there's a need, there's a need there. It's not for anybody to judge that act or deed. So if I'm giving you a hundred dollars, thousand dollars, a million dollars, it's that's that's a universal stance karmically that you know something good will happen to me because I gave this money. Ain't for no one else to judge. Mm-hmm. Period. Cosby being released, the man shouldn't have been in there for jail because he didn't get convicted for rape. It wasn't his charge. His charges were, I guess, unlawfully seducing or manipulating a woman into having sex. Now, mind you, none of these, all of these women, they they did, they were they weren't forced to take a pill. They weren't forced to take any drugs. They willingly took those drugs. They willingly put those quaaludes or whatever in their mouth. So how are you convicting someone of seducing or alluring them to do these things when they willingly took these things? Isn't that isn't that what groupies do when they meet people? <laughs> <laughs> isn't what they do in baseball and basketball and football? These women, men too, whatever sex that you are, you wait for the signs till you get the opportunity to meet this celebrity. You know what's, what, what time it is. Let me ask you this. Should a bartender go to jail for getting a person drunk who killed somebody in a car accident? What's, no, the, difference, what's the difference with Cosby having the ability to have whatever it was, whether it was Spanish fly, quaaludes, pills. It wasn't, <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't drop a Mickey, help, but really, he didn't drop a Mickey in a drink when someone wasn't looking and said, all right, I'm gonna wait till she get a little, that's, little that's, that's that was that was that's his position though but the difference i think between the um the bartender and him is that the bartender is not the person who actually committed whatever the act is like if the bartender got somebody intoxicated right the person that's there's a direct correlation between his behavior like his position is that he 
but the, account of, the accountability of the person drinking the, the drink, it should be held accountable. These women are accountable for what they put in their mouth. But they, Rob, their position is that they didn't knowingly take it, that he gave it to them unknowingly. But they, they thought it was an Advil? No, no, no. So so here's the, here's the thing. Here's, here's where I'm with this or whatever. Like, Bill Cosby should have never been in jail because at that deposition, the reason why he gave that deposition and gave honest testimony is because he was told that he wouldn't be charged criminally for it. So once he struck that deal, and this is this is this is this is where, where this gets interesting because this shows just how far the criminal system will go to incarcerate a, per, a person of color, right? Especially probably a person of his stature. So he, he he's, he's in a position where he gave this deposition knowing that he agreed he made a deal where he couldn't be criminally prosecuted and he gave what was what people believe to be truthful accounts of what happened right so after that there's no reason why that testimony should have been used against him you can't try a person twice right for the same thing now where he's jammed up is that that deposition is public knowledge so there are public people are looking at it like yo he admitted he admitted to doing so, yeah, it so so look there's public like he has public statements of like i don't know if y'all if y'all had a chance to read some of the stuff but he gave people quaaludes he admitted giving young women quaaludes at the t that time the same as a person would say have a drink so giving a person a quaalude like you giving a person a drink and right. one of the things i think that comes up with this is that people say like you know well this was the culture at that time that everybody was doing. Now, was, now, was those, now, 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 him giving those things, were those voluntary, or was there some coercion or force of, uh, 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 attached to that? Like, hey, bitch, take this. When you got the quaaludes, no. when you got the quaaludes, was it in your mind that you were going to use those quaaludes for young women that you wanted to have sex with? He responded, yes. So he, he high calling like it, it just doesn't it doesn't look good for um for him and I think that that the issue... public opinion but public opinion shouldn't crucify him that's what's happening it's public it's it's the public's opinion about what he did and what he admitted to why they people feel he should be in jail but they didn't prove here's I think the best way to think here's you the have best to way to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. Here's the best way I think to look at this though, Rob, though. Look, we're all parents here. If I call it, if your loved one came to you, if your child, your daughter came to you and told you, yo, this dude gave me some quaaludes with the intentions of having sex, what would be your what would be your position around that? If, if my my position would be, are you on drugs? Because <laughs> <laughs> all right, so yo, you, are, are you, you on a, drugs? My first thing, are you on drugs? You know what quaaludes are? And then and then she says to you, no, I'm not on drugs, and no, he, he gave them to me. It wasn't my intention to have sex with him. Because this is what the women are saying. The women are saying it. wasn't their intention to have sex. And but the women were saying that. The what, women was your, your, what, what was your intent on taking a quaalude? The That's women are saying that they, didn't, that they weren't under the impression that they were taking quaaludes. They, so, just, they, were thinking, they just thought they were taking a drink. He told somebody he gave him a Benadryl. And one of his things, he told he said that he, he gave him a, a Benadryl. I don't mean to laugh. It's not <laughs> so, yo, so, so this is what I'm saying. And one of his and one of his things, he says, yo, I gave the person a Benadryl. And the lady say, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a Benadryl. Let me tell you something. There, there, there are a lot of babies out here that's been made because people don't got 
drunk and high and hanging out at their friend's house. Before you know it, they fucking in the bathroom somewhere. And all of a sudden now, yo, I got, I'm pregnant. You know what I'm saying? Was, there was no, there was no rape involved. Two intoxicated people, hot, lusty, and whatever the case was, infatuation led to them exchanging bodily fluids. He wasn't wow. He didn't take the quaaludes though. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't take the quaaludes. You see where this is going? I see where it's going. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't take the quaaludes. Like, and and and. What I think happens with this also is that I think a lot of Bill Cosby stuff, because all the stuff came to oh, 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 oh. So is it safe to say that these women just wanted to be in Bill Cosby's atmosphere just to hang out and shoot oh. shit? No, I think that these women wanted to be around Bill Cosby, but wanting to be around Bill Cosby doesn't necessarily mean that he has the right to have sex with them all and we're not meeting we're not meeting in the park we're not meeting in a restaurant always happen to be in, in hotels and, at his house and and in in areas where things like things like that go on yo the joint with andrea um constrand i think that's her last name was at his house with his wife in the house who you gotta be a pretty bold woman if you go to a dude house with his wife present Thinking like yo, the nature of me coming here is to have is is to be intimate with you. That's crazy to me. But I want to go back to this it's because the high caller like this this the '70s was a time where you know like all this stuff was going on. And I think what happens is that we we've gotten to a point where we tend to kind of like write it off as like yo, this was just the times or whatever. But the times in society was not you know should have not been on trial. You know, like the actual person who did whatever the act is. Now, I granted, I don't think he should have been in jail because whatever deal that district attorney made with him, got to own up to yeah, own up to that deal. But for us to, to to say yo, he a free man and exonerate him from his behavior, at the very least, like yo, it was it, that that was irresponsible. Like, you know, how you call it? And we can't we can't get to a point where we begin to make justification as to whether a person has celebrity or not. Because if Bill Cosby, honestly, if Bill Cosby didn't have the celebrity, if he was a regular Joe Schmo like one of us, and we did some shit like this, we would have been convicted, crucified. There wouldn't have been no deposition to, to allow us to get out of it. It would have just been like, yo, y'all date raping, y'all roofing. Yeah, you've been doing eight to, eight to, eight to 15 right now. Yeah, we, don't, we wouldn't have had the resources to walk away from it. So, you know how you call it, like, I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I, I feel like, you know, being a pops. If, if my daughter came to me and told me, yo, some dude roofied her or try, or try to roofie her or whatever, I have an issue with that. You know, and you honestly, know, most most women, most most women, when if, if that has happened to them, they kind of sweep it under the rug. It's embarrassing of them to, to feel as though they've been taken advantage of in that sense for the purpose of sex or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever's in the mind of the individual. Yo, that's yeah, just. I, I also think there is there has to be some accountability in these women who chose to deal with Bill Cosby on that level. Whether, like, what are you meeting this man for? You know what I'm saying? Are you, are you looking for a movie role? Were you looking for what were these women? I know there? why he was meeting them. I know why he was meeting them. But I was I was about to say, like, think about even the whole shit. We got we no longer call it date rape. We call it date rape culture. That's how prevalent it is. But you know why people was meeting Bill Cosby? Meeting him for opportunity. Bill Cosby positioned himself as a moralist. Like he was America's dad. 
he was a mentor. Bill Cosby was at summer camps. Bill Cosby was all over the place. Bill Cosby was donating to HBCUs, putting people through college and stuff like that. That's why people were meeting them. Not to say that there weren't some people that, some women that, like you saying, Rob, that wasn't meeting them because they were they were attracted to him and wanted to have relations with him. But some people were meeting him with the intentions of, I don't have to sleep with Bill Cosby because he's supposedly this good dude. Yeah, Zane, you want to say something? The problem I have with it is that you had multiple women that kept coming back to this dude. So, like I said, plenty of other times when we touched the subject like this several months ago, if somebody violates you one time, you don't give them a second time to violate you. So if you so if you feel that comfortable to come back, knowing you got violated the first time, who's to say the second time you won't be violated even more? It's not it's because because if if, if this guy took had you know, gave Quaaludes to these to these women, multiple women allegedly, and he had the intentions on having sex with them, that that makes him become a predator. You see what I'm saying? So that shows that everything is premeditated. It's not like, oh, they were both sedated already and wherever they were at, they were out and about or wherever. They and, but just like how Sha said, they were they were at this dude's residence. So for them to come back I think I think that one lady that you mentioned, uh, what's her last name again, Sha? Andrea Constrand. She had, she had a yeah. relationship with him. She yeah. never you know, she never asked him for money or anything. Like she he was like a mentor yeah. to her. And and uh, allegedly after he violated her the first time, she introduced Cosby to her family and all this other stuff. So I'm like, come on, like something a lot of things not matching up. But also this. And another thing too, y'all, we always got to go through a fine comb of what we see and what's perceived in the media. Because this is the same right. guy. The media, the media, media is throwing us around. Right, because right. back in the 90s, and I think well after the 90s, this is the same guy that was trying to purchase NBC. This is the same guy that was going to come out and executive produce a, a newer version, a, a modern version of the Cosby show to actually change the narrative of how society perceives us as black males and females. And Yo, Zane, Zane, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off. Let me say this or whatever, because this is also the same guy that got in the public eye and was extremely critical of black America. I don't yes. know if y'all, I don't know if y'all remember it, but yo, I remember the speech. I remember the extremely, extremely critical of black yeah. America. So I, I, I don't, I, I high call it, like I've heard before that people feel like he got railroaded because he wanted to buy NBC. I don't know, maybe, maybe that well, makes Think about his criticism. We just talked about, we just talked about criticism. What was his criticism of black America at that time? Some yeah. people were just not living right. And coming from where Bill Cosby came from, parenting was at an all time low. You know, mm -hmm. people were not paying attention where their sons were going. Why were, why were your sons involved in certain atmospheres and in certain circles to get themselves mm -hmm. caught up in things when they could have had a better disposition you know mm -hmm. and you know, we, we can blame you know how how you know how the black family has disintegrated and the male the black male isn't in the home to be mm -hmm. all the figure for their child so many things have happened as to why bill came out on a critical level mm -hmm. just just to get shake some people up but people looked at it like he was hating. It's fun. all the shit kind of <laughs> what we're talking about. But Bill, 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 Bill had made a stance to say to people, "Yo, son, take some accountability. What you're doing, what you're doing in front of your kids, 
are you giving your kids the best opportunities? They don't have to take the other choices and matters in their own hands. They go out in the street and make choices for themselves that they know they can't deal with, and then come back. And then we have the nation that what we have now, where motherfuckers chopping each other in half. Yeah. Yo, Bill Cosby's Bill Bill Cosby's critique of Black America was fair and it was accurate. It was spot on. The only difference is that you can't offer that critique and you live you living just as foul. Like that's what I that's what making Yeah, like yo, that's what make it difficult. It's like, yo, so are you this are you this person who you put yourself out as a moralist and you have this high moral compass that's doing all these wonderful things? And you have all these wonderful things that with the black community. But then on the other hand, you got all this scandal and all this other stuff going on. Like, yo, which one, which one is it? Like, I, I think that as much as Bill Cosby, I think Bill Cosby has done a lot to contribute to staining and soiling his own reputation. And, you know, he now is almost he's like, I, huh? I don't so know. If, yeah, I don't know if people because we want to hold on to the imagery of what Bill Cosby was in the 80s that the black community should accept him and should support him and rally around him around this stuff um, if, if, if you're wrong you're wrong and he, needs, he, needs, and he would need to take some corrective criticism or constructive criticism himself like yo Bill you 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 all this moral and this what are you dealing with Quaaludes like you didn't think that was that's the thing. thing but that's the thing when you when you do things in the dark some people never thought it would come to light now imagine yeah. these things happened in the 70s and here it is servicing it 50 years later yeah you know yo. you have to answer to them things and when it's time to answer them from a corrective or constructive criticism perspective, yo, it's, 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 it's probably very uncomfortable to feel, right? It has to be. You, you know, know the person that, 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 that's under a lot of... Huh? Bill, I said, I don't know if Bill Cosby's ego is... I don't know if Bill Cosby's ego and I think other people kind of like tuck in the other allegations under the rug is going to allow him to actually take that type of critique like Zane started off by saying like you know he Zane alluded to that he needed some public relations and that he needed to show a sensible side I don't get that from him I think that he's gonna come out and be like yo I was exonerated they had it wrong the whole time or whatever it is I don't know if he's gonna take the approach where Rob is saying also and be like yo what you know I, I shouldn't have had the quaaludes or whatever it is I just think that it's gonna be a collective consortium of people getting together to say that you know because Bill Cosby was trying to buy NBC he was framed or these women you know like somebody I think Damon Wayans Wayans have basically retracted statement because Damon Wayans has said something joint like yo them women were unrapeable or whatever like yo when you when you say Uh, stuff it's just like how you call it like yo I I don't know I, I, I feel like that he said that yo a lot of them women were unrapeable and they made him they came from he had to retract that yo so while we on the subject of bill cosby you know and bill cosby's reputation should bill cosby be canceled is cancel culture a good thing mm, go ahead bob you go first on that. Wow, <laughs> you know what cancel culture is is there's a there's pros and cons to cancel culture the pros are you know, cancer culture, they seek they seek accountability. They want people to be accountable for their actions. 
they give the voices to the disenfranchised. But the cause of that is that the cancer culture can almost appear to be like bullies. And it incites violence. Mm-hmm. Because you, you get you, you get this congregation of people who feel the same way and then all of a sudden it spills out to the streets and it spills out to social and public atmospheres and it turns into a whole other monster. Um, you know, celebrities, social figures, political figures, you know, they get they get caught up in dumb shit and when people have an opinion on it, a strong opinion upon it. You know, it hits the airwaves and people kind of, you know, you, you, you have people who follow other people. Like, oh, where he did that? Oh, yeah. whack, son. He shouldn't be doing that shit. That shit have fuck that nigga, you know what I mean? And, 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 that, and that's how them things happen, man. Um, it's crazy, B. The, the cancel culture, the way it's, it's developed with black Twitter, the Twitter, the Twitter world, because one minute you can put some, something can happen, right? You post something. Black Twitter catches it, and the moment you come out the bathroom, they hate you. It yeah. happens that fucking fast. Like no one does research or find out what really happens mm-hmm. at, at, the, at the root of the tutor what goes on. It's like you see it, you hear it. I got a response to it, and people follow. I think that's why. But I think, yeah. the, like I said, the, I think the great part about it is that you know, just taking points for the, the the CEO of, of Goya when. <laughs> So when, when, he, when he supported, when he supported Trump, yeah, you know, everyone was 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 boycotting Goya, but the same dude supported Obama, and everybody was buying Goya. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like you know, how how do you gauge that? You know what I'm saying? People 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 are just fair weather friends, fair, fair weather fans to a certain degree. It's like, yeah. oh, what well, I like and experience I don't like. Yeah, you, you know what? Can't pay attention. To. You know what? I, you know what? To me, I think that there are certain there are things that I think warrant cancellation, but there are things that don't warrant cancellation. So I'll give you an example. When you look at, they dig up people's tweets from 15 years ago, and somebody has they said something that's that's inappropriate or whatever 15 years ago, and they want to cancel them. Like to me, maybe the person should come out and issue an apology, but I would hope that. A person who tweeted something 15 years ago is not the same person that they are 15 years today. If you are, you got a real big problem. Like there's my position on a lot of things have changed in 15 years, you know? And most of the time it's these public figures that have gotten exposure to different things. So maybe when they were in high school, you know, they tweeted, you know, the hell with this person or that person or whatever, whatever it is. But to hold them accountable 20 years later, like I, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree see, with that. See, but why do, why do, why do, but why do people bring up old shit? Even, even with Chauncey Bullops, he is, he's going for the job to be a coach of Portland, and they bring up some rape shit that happened, some shit he was accused of, or whatever the case was, that just happened to show up the day he's looking for a job. <laughs> yo, you, yo, you know why? Because I think that people mind. There are people who do nothing but mine the internet to look for. The same, the same, thing, with, the same thing with Cosby. Now, the, the, what, the national, what they call it, Federal Trade Commission, agreed to the deal of him buying NBC. They agreed, it's, it's, or it's public knowledge, they agreed to the deal. Once they found out this man was signing the ink on buying that entire network, 
take from the wind shot. Honestly, it was dropping. He was dropping chicks. You know what? Yo, it was. I'm sure. I'm surprised y'all don't hear about that though. That's been public knowledge for many years that Bill Cosby was doing that. Like I had heard about that for a That and there's like stories allegedly about Paul Mooney doing inappropriate things. Like all those stories have been out there for years. Zane, what do you think? Cancer culture, good or bad? Cancer culture. Um, I think it's a balance. It's the yin and the yang. You got people that uh, getting popular belief mixed up with fact. So and then. Then there's a lot of people that um, are doing things way worse than the people that they trying to cancel. But, <laughs> I mean, you know, they doing, like, you got people that's out there, killers, drug dealers, rapists, all this other stuff, but then they want to put a finger, yeah, like, extortionists. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, like, at the end of the day, some, I think it has to slow down because... And I think that they need to have a board. They need to have like a real board that when when things hit the media, you have a board of, of people that decides, not based upon popular belief, but on fact of what is and what is not. Because just like how I think you, you said earlier, Sha, somebody can say something from 30, from 30 years prior and it can come back to haunt them. Now, that doesn't mean that the person doesn't change. You know what I'm saying? We, we, like, we all done a lot of silly stuff when we were young. Mm -hmm. And we have to, you know, go through gradual steps, go through peaks and valleys in our life in order to learn and then teach others, you know, what's, what's, what's right and wrong. But you can't just, like, just straight cancel somebody for making the wrong decision because they wasn't educated enough. They might have... Right. Or, or, or a, a lot, a lot of the times too. A, a lot of these celebrities that get caught up in this gauntlet, a lot of them are not mentally fit, right? So they might go on a rant and on, on Twitter or any other social media or, or say something out and about in public, and people are, you know, put, you know, put them on a the meat cleaver. But a lot of them is not fundamentally sound as far as with the, you know. With, with you know how they brain operate they, they you know so but I also think that cancel culture is it's going to be here to stay man because we in we in we in a whole we in a whole nother like realm right yeah like all these all these different you know civil rights that people have and all that stuff um you know why it's going to be here to stay Zane it's going to be you're right it's going to be here to stay stay because like what Rob said ain't nobody trying to do no research if the nope. popular opinion is to get this person out of here, they out of there. That's it. Yo, Zane, I was just I just now when you were talking about a board, you said we got our own board right here. Let's take a vote on three people and, and answer do we think that these people should be canceled or not? Uh, um, Donald Trump. <laughs> yep. <laughs> nah, nah, hey, 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 how, how, um, how, um, how, uh, Teddy Body said it in that song? Uh, you get yep, 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 yep. No, really, so, da so, Zane, da Donald Trump canceled? Yep, okay. yep, 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 yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, I was, I would say yes, too. Uh, R. Kelly canceled. 
with a capital C A N C in parentheses, emojis, all that. Okay, the next one. You see that 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 point there? <laughs> I love his music, but because because of the shit he's done, he's accused of. I, I follow, I followed like everyone else. Like I don't like him even now. So I'm like, yo, this, somebody somewhere is defending his logic, saying, yo, them women, they they knew what they was going to get by going back to him. And, that, and that's the part I'm talking about. That unless you're Hawkeye and someone is really supposed to Mickey in your drink. You, you gotta have some idea about what you're dealing with these celebrities when you're dealing with them, man. These women have a motive. They have uh, somewhere in the back of their brain, I'm gonna fuck him, I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna show no extra titties, I don't know, I'm gonna do something for him to like me, for him to be excited that I'm in his presence now. You know what I'm saying? You're not just going to sit there talking about library cards. You're not doing that. You're not sitting, you're not doing that. Especially when this dude dude dressed up, what what he used to dress up like, Zorro? Yo, last one. This one a little bit more challenging. Candace Owens. You know what? Nah, I'm not canceling. (laughs) Even though she can be a a bit obnoxious, she's really a bright chick. Candace Owens. Rob says no. I say no cancellation for Candace Owens either. He's really a break. You know why I say no no cancellation for her? Because the only thing that Candace Owens has ever done to me is disagree with my political views. <laughs> and that's not a crime. That doesn't that's work not a crime, cancellation. That just means that we have different political ideologies. Come on, Zane. Candace Owens. Cancel yes or no. As for now. <laughs> as for now. I'm gonna say it's a little bit too early because can't Candace Candace no, Owens. Yes no, yes or no. Come on. Oh, yes or no? Yes or no. I'm gonna say no. I'll say no. I'll say no. Yeah. Yo, so think about the people, the people that we cancel, we cancel people that we believe are involved in what sexual assaults, insurrections. <laughs> Disrespect, man. <laughs> You can't tell people I, I can shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and I can get off and grab people pussy and all of them. And you're the leader of the free world. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So we agree that cancer culture has some value. Yeah, it depends on who's getting canceled, right? Yeah. It depends on, I guess, who's getting canceled. It depends on who's getting canceled, but then you gotta look at who's canceled and a teeny, a teeny bit of research to tell you if you know anything about this person, if the track record shows you that they're an asshole, get the fuck out of it. Yeah. Oh, man. Speaking of Fifth Avenue, have you guys seen the uptick in violence in New York City recently? Yeah. I've been hearing about it from a lot of my uh, teachers up there. A lot of, a lot of violence, man. And on the news, there's, um, there's been dialogue that they believe that there's an increase in violence as a result of bail reform. That because people are now easily able to get bail and um, coming home sooner, that no, no pre-trial detention. Yeah, that they believe that as a result of that, that people are in the street going crazy. On, on all misdemeanors and non-violent felony cases. What do you What do you think, Rob? Do you attribute the violence in New York to bail reform? Absolutely. If someone knows that they can get away or 
So I'm just gonna load the present and just gonna let me on the ROR. I'm gonna smack the shit out of this bitch, yo. <laughs> you know, assaults are gonna be higher. You know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of robberies are gonna be higher. But also, man, um, murders have increased. Yeah. Have increased. Um, shootings have increased. Um, from 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 2019 to 2020, uh, crime has crime technically crime has dropped 9%. That makes sense. And, and misdemeanors have dropped. 18%. But the um, mother stat. But it's, it's the murders and the shootings that are that increased. I don't that, that's what's bugged out because you're not you, you shoot and kill somebody, you're getting the bail, my nigga. Like you not you not just Yo, crime will go down though during the pandemic because there's less people. Less people yeah, less opportunity out there to, you know what I mean, to to, to, to to commit a crime again. But um that's crazy, man. Eliminating bail and the pre-trial detention for all misdemeanors and non-violent crimes. I mean, you got gambling. Niggas are selling weed on the corner now. Yeah. And with, with the uh, uh, marijuana laws being legal now for recreational, you know, I, I know, you know, not to put nobody's business street, but brothers are really on the corner, like really, like they selling ices. You know what I'm saying? And for real, son, and ain't nobody touching, and it's just a free-for-all. And if you got that in the back of your mind, you're conjuring up in your mind what it is that I can get away with. You know what I'm saying? So that's a, that's a, a very slippery slope to deal with. Yo, the, um, the whole idea of bail reform, I think, was a good idea because the people who were disproportionately impacted by the the rules as a race of people of color. Right. People of color had issues with actually making bail. Was it done, you know, did they do bail reform um, to a point where they actually figured out all the different intricacies of it? I I, I don't I don't know if they figured that that element out. But as, wasn't, there, wasn't there a revision to it too? There were was, some cases eligible for bail and detention? There, yeah, there, there was there, there were a number a number of different things that they tried with it, but I think that like with anything, when you make these changes, it takes time for time to actually catch up with whatever the policy is, and I think that there are other variables in place that also may attribute to the uptick in violence. So we had a whole year and some change where, for the most part, the streets were probably operating at a fifty percent capacity. Like everybody wasn't out. You know, there were still people that were out, but there were people that weren't out as a result of the pandemic. A lot of conflict and things like that that may have happened in the past that would have gotten addressed immediately probably didn't get addressed immediately because people weren't interacting with people, right? So now we open up and then we have bail reform too. So, you know, people are coming home sooner. People who probably were... People who probably had, you know, rap sheets that had, that previously would have been detained and now having the opportunity to come home. You add that in the mix with opportunity because crime is a lot of time about opportunity. That's gonna only lead to, coupled with the fact that people haven't been out, an uptick, I think, in, in interaction, police interaction and violence and stuff like that. So I think it's a, a number of different things, you know, there's more than one variable that has attributed to the violence increasing in New York. Um, 
the real question to me though, I think is like, what are they gonna do to address it? Because I don't think that they need to all together flat out say like, we need to get rid of bail reform and go back to what it was because you look at the situation like a Khalif Browder, Khalif Browder, anytime you, you think about him, like he's the number one reason why they should have had bail reform in place. Like, yeah, there are people who, 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 who just don't have the means to pay a thousand dollars to get out of jail. Like, why would you have somebody in prison wasting taxpayers' dollars, tying up the criminal justice system for, for a high call of eight months, waiting to go to trial over over a thousand dollars? Like, shit like that doesn't make yeah, sense. I hear a lot of people locked up for shit they didn't do, for, for mistaken identity. You know, being in the wrong place the wrong time, they said you had a black hat and a black shirt. I just walked out the house with a black hat and a black shirt. And now I'm going to jail. Yeah. Yeah, Crazy. Uh, I think, I think it's a sensitive subject. Um, I think, number one, uh, you have to have certain tiers of, um, or what should I say, levels of uh some type of therapeutic or different type of programs because a lot of people that are coming out they're coming out to society a lot of things change over the matters of years uh they might not be willing to adapt to how society is right now and a lot of people can't grasp or transition that fast than other prisoners that are coming out you got some that have like y'all said longer rap sheets than others you have some that have stuff that's not not too crazy, but you gotta have some type of therapeutic uh, counsel of advisors and mentors and stuff like that. Not, not just having it with the person just comes out and they talking about, yeah, you know, blah, 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 and all that other dumb shit. If that's the case, <laughs> no, 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 if that's the case, stay your ass back and get stay in prison. Don't don't come out and be a knucklehead and. You know, tarnish, tarnish what's what 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 people are trying to do in order to build. You're not coming out to destroy. You're coming out to build and add on. So um, I do agree that there has to be um, a stronger, systematic approach to how people are coming out. Basically, like being proactive and not reactive. Because if we go off uh, the situation with bail reform and people come out and we reactive, that means we're too late. Somebody might do some dumb shit, or you might be, or you might come out. You have a long rap sheet, but you at the wrong place. You at the right place at the wrong time, and you be jammed up. But if, if they show that that person has a, a certain a certain time they have to be in the house, uh, they they are a part of some type of work program, or they getting counseling, or they getting all three, if not more of those of those different features then yeah then you have something to fall back on but don't just come back and just be a dud it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't do society any 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 uh 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 service but um be to, to be clear zane their, their position on bail reform where you're talking about you're talking about reintegration people actually coming back into society bail as for people who have been accused of a crime but they have yet to be convicted of the crime so these are people who in theory, have they haven't been found guilty of a crime yet, and they just don't yeah, have the means. Yeah, they, they don't have the means. They don't have the means to actually be released. So they held, you know, they were held within the system. Now with bail reform, bail reform is saying that you know we've changed up some of the things that warrant bail or with the with the 
the expectation is as it relates to um to bail. So these are people that remember you're presumed innocent <laughs> until you're found guilty. So these people, you know, these people they may have had a history where previously they've been convicted, but now they've been brought to the attention and they've been arraigned and um how you call it accused of a crime but not yet found guilty. So all the stuff that you're talking about, yes, yeah, a fact for reintegration for people going back into the community. They need therapeutics, they need opportunity, they need counsel, they need all these different things. These are people in the front, these the bell people are the people who are coming in the front door. Like they just literally are on the step and could either be going in or going out. Right. Hey, I I, I, I agree, but also too, I, I forgot to say, yeah, the system is some of the biggest fishermen. A lot of these people getting, you know, bail reform, they getting out, but they letting them know, yeah, we gonna let you out. We need you to get this intel, get that intel, yeah. <laughs> and, and a little bit of that too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, they don't want the if you government. Doing that, you don't need bail. If you're doing right. that, you don't need bail. You probably, how you call it? You coming home with, a, with, 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 with perks and benefits. <laughs> you're, you're like yo here, yo here's you don't gotta give us two thousand here's two thousand on your way out <laughs> yo i'm telling you man they they, they they don't they don't want the guppy they want they want the big fish man big yeah, fish. yeah so 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 anybody 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 coming home from from uh getting released and they ask you too many questions you better have that shot yeah yeah this, uh, watch out for the Yo, but you know what? That makes it that makes that makes it really interesting because before people used to be, you know, used to be leery. You'd be like, damn, this person got caught with whatever, whatever it is, and they out. So they they out they out too soon. So but like, now, yeah. now what if what if that happened and somebody come up to you and be like, yo, how'd you get out? Yo, bell reform. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh man, yo, did y'all get a chance to catch Mary J. Blige My Life documentary? I did, man, and I really, really liked it, man. Shout out to Mary. Me too. It, inspired, it inspired me so much. Mary is like, she is like the poster child for any inner city urban sister growing up mm -hmm. in, in, a, in, a, in an environment where, you know, people pick on you, you're ugly, you're this, you're that, and all these different things, you're bald-headed. And all it took was someone it took her to believe in herself. She had a talent. People heard it. She sung. She sung her pain away. Yeah. And look where it's brought her. Look how she's changed her life, as long as, along with so many other lives. She has, she's made so many marks and accomplishments and achieved so much, man. To watch her grow um, from inception. I was. I was. I was. You know, just being a witness from the day she stepped on the planet with her singing and then turn around and here it is, man. I bought Mary Jones like I'm a chick, like in my car, I'm blasting my life. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, 411. I love everything about Mary. Shout out to Mary, man. That was documentary with dope, son. Yeah. I, I agree, people should, should go check it out. Yeah, hey, I, 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 tell, I tell you what, man. Every, every, almost every black person, if not every black person has a Mary J. Blige in their life, that's a relative. Um, I agree with like, that. She can remind you with attributes of your mom, your aunt, your sister, yeah. your, 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 your next door neighbor, whomever. 
uh, Mary J. Blige came a long, long way, and she still has a long way to go too. But I just think the documentary she dealt with really... so much, like her, 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 her chin is strong, son. Yeah, yeah. Yo, Mary keep coming back. Keep coming back. Yeah. Plus, 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 Mary. I, I felt that she held she held back a lot too, and there there there'll probably be you know more than what it was already told or whatever that's coming out eventually later. But I also figured too, man. There was a lot of stuff that we didn't already know about Mary. One, 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 one thing that Mary that I can say that is different from a lot of other like megastars, that especially female megastars that did R&B. Mary J. Blige was transparent, bro. She was very transparent from day one. She never, like, even though she held her dog up. That second album was my life was was all transparent because she was going through it. Yeah, you know, and I I feel that um, you know, this is this is this is just this is just the beginning of what we're gonna see as far as for Mary D. Blige or what she has to offer the world. Not 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 just the you know R and B um or the or, or the music side. I'm talking about like the full spectrum. Right. Um, but you know, big 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 shout out to Mary. Um. I just, I just want to see her, you know, continue to grow because she's a major influence on a lot of people out here, male and female. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I thought it was a, um, a really good documentary. You know, uh, of course the album is a classic album. Yeah, you know, to, to me, Mary J. Blige, arguably her first three albums, you could play back to back to back and not skip one song. You know, I don't know how many artists you could actually say that for. Um, watching the documentary, it kind of, it made me, I've always had appreciation for the album, but it made me appreciate the album even more, like hearing some of the story behind some of the songs. And Zane, you're right, like she's always been very transparent. Like we all knew she had struggles with addiction. You know, we knew wow. that, you know, the, um, the relationship challenges she she's encountered. Um, but to me, like, I think the ability to actually be vulnerable and put it on camera and package it all up and give it to the world, like, yeah, like, that's something that, that's a timeless, to me, that's a timeless piece of work that she has there, you know? Like, yeah, and and I just, I just, I feel like um, there'll never be another, no matter how many times, and that, it's sad that artists get caught with this, like, that may be her finest piece of work ever. She'll never be able to recreate that, like, that hmm. just, that to me, just, it just, the time that it came, I remember I was in high school. Now. And, the, and the timing. It's yeah, like, like it just dealing with addiction. She was dealing with abuse. Mm-hmm. She was dealing with ridicule. But she poured it all out, like Zane said. She was very transparent in how she laid everything out. So you felt every word. You felt where she was coming from. And all and all the production was time with time yeah. too. Yeah, man. That that music that Puff, that the ear that Puff and all them other producers had had a feeling like yo. My moms can listen to this as well as my sister can listen to yeah. it. Yeah, it made me like the documentary. It made me just it made me revert back to I remember like the day that I actually got the album right. <laughs> and looking into it for the for, for the first time. I gotta remember everything that I was actually doing, where I was at, and everything. Like right. that's how that and that tells me like that's how powerful that that album was and what it actually meant to you know to me like being a being a teenager at that time. You know, so I can imagine for her for her point of view, like actually being the author of it, actually making it and coming together and everything. 
Like, I honestly wish the documentary was a little bit longer. I would have been down to sit there and go listen to her song by song, talk about right, the right, 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 exactly. yeah. I was like, yo, this I was hoping that was gonna happen at yeah. first. Like, hey, hey, fellas, quick quick question. Who was who was writing some of Mary J's music back then? Her sister was helping her. Her sister, Big Get Bob. Out of here. Big Bob, bro. Yeah, Big Bob. Her sister was helping her write. She was writing some. Yeah, so hey, look, man, like there'll never be another, there'll never be another My Life album. Like, and it's just hype. Like, I just think that there are times. It's I watched the interview with her. And you know, you know what? We don't even have artists for that transparent either. Yeah. I watched the, I watched the interview with her on the Breakfast Club where I think that they really they really um, captured it. Like um, I think Charlemagne was saying something to her. He was like, you know, do you? Um, he asked her as it relates to my life. I think he said something like, did you realize the magnitude of it when you was doing it? And she was like, nah. She, she said like she didn't even realize the magnitude of who she was until not too long, not too long ago. Like just the reach and the impression that she's made on music and on people is just like it's it's such a huge you know such a huge experience and and you you step back and you look at it you like that's what i mean when i say like you know music being able to um transcend time and stuff like that and i think that with music being so disposable now like for us when we were we talk about this a lot when we were younger you know you got a, a album an album lit and it lived and you played it and it had replay value now it's like music drops so often that you know, like it's one week you got a chance to live with it. Yeah. But that Mary album, like still to this day, mm-hmm. still could ride, still could ride to it. It's, I could put that album on and still get the vibe from the first time I put that album on. Do you guys think we will ever get a Mary Dick Blas and Jay-Z album? I don't want it. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, if, if if we do, I pray whatever artist you know, because that artist would have to have gone through something to give us that type of material. Mary was going through so much. Not only living where she was living, she didn't like where she was living. Her and her sister had to fight almost every day. Have you ever been to Snowball? Never been up there. Oh man, I've been. That shit is like the Carter from New Jack City. Son, so I could you imagine. You ID to get in. You gotta live, you living, living in the confines of that that type of atmosphere, you gotta come out and throw up your dick beaters every day. Just to go to the store, or come from the store, go to school. Yo, son, and, and then music is your outlet. You know, yeah. imagine, imagine that having to come from an artist today. Like, you, be, you know what I'm saying? With yeah. all the mental health shit that we got going on, we probably need another album like that. You go, you go, go to, you go to Slow Bomb, and I'm a dude, you know, when I was when I was younger, we lived we lived in the projects. Yo, the smell of urine and slow bomb is like, it's just it's 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 how you call it like, yo, it's a whole different animal. Like the whole joint gated up around the perimeter. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just a whole different project. Animal, Real project. Yeah, so I mean yo, kudos to her. Um Zane, the reason why I was saying that I wouldn't want to hear it is like to me, I like I I like Mary J doing Mary J. Like I, I, I want to hear Mary J doing Mary J. I don't want to hear her doing no joint collabo albums with nobody or any of that stuff. Like I, I don't have an issue with like those best of both worlds, like mixture type albums. I just think that Mary J. Blige and her purest to me has always been her best, not with a whole bunch of features. 
If there was an opportunity, it passed. Because who, who would want to? Who, who would actually work with her in a collaboration and it come out real, real, real nice? That's what I was saying. Jay, I, I felt that her and Jay always had a good synergy. Like even when they, Jay, they, Jay, they, did, they did, did, Jay did his thing with his wife for it. I don't, I don't, you know and that wasn't a great album. That album was okay, but it was that wasn't a great album. Great, great, great thing. Great, great, great uh, uh, topic because I felt that that should have been Jay doing the album with with Mary. I think I think that would have that would have had more of an effect that that can touch people more. Like, don't get me wrong, Beyonce's an incredible artist, but uh, I kind of felt that that synergy is stronger with Mary J. Blige as far as collaborating, making records together than Jay Z and Beyonce doing a record together. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people that I believe, like, um, because I have favorite artists. They gotta be in that put, capsule. Putting, yeah, putting them together don't necessarily mean that they make a good body of work together, right? right, right? right. Like, you know, Hypo, like, to me, it's just like some people, some people I feel like are artists that they need to be in a, they have to have their own space to kind of create. And this is to get back to the point I was saying with Charlemagne. Charlemagne has said to her, you know, we all selfishly were saying for years that then we need Mary to be going through something to make the music that you know that she was making before. But that's like that is really selfish of people like damn, we need her to have these horrific experiences again to, to get another my life. Like who who are we to like, tell her that she shouldn't grow as a person because we we've been so spoiled for getting that type of quality of uh, 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 music. I don't again I don't think that she would ever be able to recapture that. I don't think that Nas will ever be able to recapture Illmatic. Um, I don't think that Jay-Z will, will ever make it probably another reasonable doubt. You know, high call, like I think that these are just moods, moments that, you know, and, and that people, it's the sign of the times and where they at in their life and the art. Lot of them, them three artists that you named, I, I figure not, not, I, I figure all three of them had bad dreams and nightmares about stuff that they that they gone through back then, and they don't want to really be reminded of it. That's why another thing too, a lot of these artists say they don't even listen to their music because it brings back too much. Yeah. But at that but at that given time when they was on a come up, they felt that release. They had to they had to let them emotions out. So at, as they blanketed that hurt, them scars and all that other stuff, uh, a lot of them don't listen to their music a lot yeah i listened that to was... it was written yesterday i listened, oh, to, that, listened that. to it was written yesterday and then you know what i was saying the most i was thinking i was like yo it's unfair of us to hold these people to these standards like you we fall in love with these projects and be like you need another illmatic you need another it was written when's the next one oh like i'll be looking at these damn comments and some of them be rappers and i'll be like yo if that's the case, why don't you make another fucking recording? Why don't you like like people say, oh oh, I I, I felt that uh he should have added such and such to feature on this. If that's the case, then why don't you make a motherfucking song that's hot as that's hot as that? You know what I'm saying? Okay. But we but we always gonna have like the, the musical critics. But yeah, I, I do agree with that, Shaw. Like the, the Illmatic drink was hot, man. Uh, sonically, uh, sequence, all it was it was all a storyline. It was all the story, like just like how yeah, Illmatic, Illmatic yeah. was a storyline too, but that that it was written was phenomenal. Yeah. It was written was a movie. If you listen to it from start, yeah. it was written was a movie. Yo, did y'all catch the um the verses or what's your what's your thoughts on the verses? You had Soldier Boy, I did it first, verse Bow Wow, 
um, the, the the king of frontings, and then we had legends. In my opinion, Keith Sweat versus Bobby Brown. All right. And, well, for me, number one, like nothing. Like, Zane, don't disrespect them. Don't disrespect them. I'm about to say that. All right. Well, no, no disrespect to Soldier Boy or Bow <laughs> But to me, yeah, they, they contributed to the music and all that, the hip hop or the R and B and R and B hip hop. But I can't listen to a grown man that still calls himself Soldier Boy. And I can't listen to a grown man that still calls himself Bow Wow. These dudes is over thirty years old. Like what are you gonna be seven? Bow Wow dropped the little one. I think Bow Wow calls himself Shad Moss, right? Oh, he do? He do? Yeah. But why? So why? 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 Why they had it up? I don't think they had it up Shad Moss. I think they had it up Bow Wow. Well, here's the thing. That's just his his stage name. If they cut you a check based on you being Bow Wow, then you gonna be Bow Wow. (laughs) Yeah, but Bow Wow, Bow Wow. Come on, you know. Yeah, Zane. Nah, uh, I think Bow Wow. I can't say I'm saying. It. I think Shad Moss. I think Shad. I think Shad Moss to me had a, a bigger effect as far as making uh, music a better balance of music. But I think Soldier Boy, the thing that Soldier Boy has over 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 Shad Moss is that Soldier Boy had. Pioneered the game as far as for ringtones or how ringtones supposed to be used. Pioneer what was with social social media. Yeah. He was able to market himself a lot better. And that's what people are doing now. Like he's always mentioned he's the first to do it. And you gotta just give him his props where 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 it's deserved, man. He was one of them first guys to, to see a lane and marketing himself before any of the other people in the street. Mm-hmm. So, so in, in, I ain't going fuck. Superman was dope. I like super, that Superman song. In that yeah. respect, you know, both of them guys deserve their flowers. They they etched a part of themselves in uh, music history at a time where, you know, young young, young people were, were celebrated in the music industry. And it was good to see young people, you know, do them things. And now, music Bobby, was fun. Now, Bobby and Keith Sweat... <laughs> Yo, hold on, Rob. Let me say, let me say before you go to Bobby and Keith Sweat about Soldier Boy and Bow Wow. Yo, hands down, Bow Wow had the better songs. Bow Wow had Maine Dupree writers. Way better songs, but Soldier Boy when it's all said and done, Soldier Boy to me, I believe Soldier Boy made a bigger impact. The culture, like Soldier Boy was the first YouTube rapper, the first really viral dude. Um, you know, so and did I, and do I think that music was great? Either one of them. It was wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. That's all I can say. It wasn't for me. But they were there, honestly, like their contribution. I, I don't want to diminish their contribution to um, the craft. Yeah, Rob, what you were saying about um, Keith Sweat, now, Bobby? Bobby, yeah, I, I was kind of upset that I missed it because I thought when I seen the promotion, I was hyped, like, all right. And I found out I went to sleep. I'm like, oh shit, it was just yesterday. Um, <clears throat> damn, man, that. that <clears throat> Bobby got classy. Yo, you want me give you yo, you want me give y'all the rundown? I, I was never big on 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 Keith Sweat. Uh, Keith Sweat, dude. Keith yo, the 80s. Yo, let me get I'm gonna give y'all the rundown and you tell you tell me, you tell me who you think won what round. 
So round one, Keith Sweat has something just ain't right versus Bobby Brown, don't be cruel. Something ain't right. Something just ain't right. Over, don't be cruel? Yep. I'm gonna go, don't be cruel. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go, don't be cruel. Second round was Keith Sweat, make you sweat versus New Editions, Mr. Telephone Man. Mr. Telephone Man. Mr. Telephone Man. Third round, how deep, how deep is your love? Keith Sweat versus New Editions, Jealous Girl. How deep is your love? I give Keith Sweat that one. How deep is your love? Uh Oh, next joint. I'll give all my love to you, Keith Sweat, versus Bobby Brown, girlfriend. Bobby I'll give all my love to you. I, I think I'm gonna go, I'll give all my love to you too. That was big, that was big. Uh, next round, how do you like it? Keith Sweat versus Bobby Brown, girl next door. Uh, I say a tie. I can't, can't, we scoring. All right. I'll get that round to Bobby Brown. What you got, Rob? I'll go Bobby, too. I'll give him a Uh, next I round. I remember the songs in my head real quick. Yeah, next yeah, right. <laughs> next, next round, right and, right and wrong, Keith Sweat. There's a right and a wrong way to love. You know that, John. That's going to be my shit. I ain't going front. Curtis, new edition, hit me off. The Keith Sweat drink. Mm -hmm. That was big, big song. Okay, here we go. Next round. There you go, telling me no again. Yeah. Is, you don't have to worry. New edition. Y'all remember how there you go, telling me no again? Nah, how did how did how did what? From the New Jack City um soundtrack. There you go, telling me no again. There you go. Nah, give me the, give me the Bobby Brown for that one. You going you going Bobby Brown for that? Hey, yo, shot, your singing not helping it either. Nah, I know, I know, I'm not a vocalist. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I remember. Nah, I'm messing with you, though. I'm gonna be more than just your friend. <laughs> Versus, you don't have to, I'm gonna keep sweat on that round. Versus, new edition, you don't have to worry. Open up my Spotify, look where it's at. Keep that phone listening. It was written. What y'all what, what you, what got? What y'all going with? Telling me no again, or you don't have to worry? Uh, now, how, how does Telling Me No Again go? Uh, that's the I, one. I just, that's the one I just did. You don't have to worry is the joint new edition that I know that things that's ain't what I mean. right. That's what I mean. Uh, Seems uh, like yeah. all we do is fight. You don't have to worry. I'm gonna make it right. I'm gonna say... I'm gonna say Bobby because I don't remember that. Um, what, that new what, you, what you got, Rob? You got you got Bobby or... I'm going Bob. Okay, so we got uh, next. The one, yo. Next is coming, coming, get with me. Keith Sweat and Snoop Dogg, or Ja Rule and Bobby Brown, Thug Lover. Thug Lover, because I, I I don't even know that Keith Sweat and Snoop Dogg thing. Thug Lover was big. Yeah, Thug Lover. I think Thug Lover. Next one, Keith Sweat and Cut Close. Get up on it. Oh, damn. Versus uh, Bobby Brown, One More Night. I say get up on it. Uh, Keith Sweat. Keith Sweat. Keith yeah, Sweat. Man. So far, we got four for Keith Sweat. One, two, three, four, five for Bob. 
Keith Sweat. Next, no, okay. Next round is Keith Sweat. I wanna. Oh. Versus Bobby yep. Brown. Get away. Nope, I wanna. That I wanna. that that was one of the biggest songs of the '80s, bro. What? That's one of my favorites from Keith Sweat. Get it, get it, get it. Okay, get now it. the next the next round, Keith Sweat took it to his pin game and his writing. And he got Guys Let's Chill, which he wrote for God. Big song. First is Bobby Brown, That's the Way Love Is. Let's Chill is my shit. That was a big I'm song. I'm gonna go Let's Chill. Let's Chill was my shit. shit. I used to sing that shit. I used to sing that, that was shit. a big like, song. Like, I was Aaron Hall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back. Look, he sweat still in his bag with his pen. Next round, he sweat Freak Me, which he wrote for Silk. Mm-hmm. Versus Beautiful. Well, I'm um, Bobby Brown and Damian Marley. Uh, treat me, treat me uh, the Key Sweat drink. I'm Bobby going to me. You got Bobby Brown? Cool. I got Bobby Brown, beautiful. I played that, I played that, I, I played that song the other day. <laughs> I got, sorry, Rob, I gotta go freak me. I like it, I like it, but it ain't no freak I'm gonna check it out again tonight. I'm gonna check it out. You heard it before, I said you're beautiful. That joint, right? Yeah, son. Yeah, it's hot. Should've, should've dope, man. Um, next, Keith Sweat, Keep It Coming, versus Bobby Brown, Good Enough. Bobby it's Brown, Good Enough is, if it ain't good enough, good enough, I work harder. Uh, keep it coming. Keep it coming. It's a big round. Keith Sweat with LSG, My Body. Oh, wow. That's the main joint. Versus Whitney and Bobby, we have something in common. Whitney and Bobby. I like, I, like, I love both of them songs, but with Whitney on it, it was one of my favorites, man. And they, they had good synergy on that song. Yeah, Bobby. Whitney and Bobby. Okay, Bobby, Rob, Bobby? Bobby, yeah, Whitney and Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. Next round, Keith Sweat, Twisted. Man. Humping around, Bobby Brown. Humping around. I was doing a lot of humping around back then and still now. <laughs> Pumping around. Pumping around. I'm going to go keep sweating. Yo, he he didn't bring like a little rabbit out that (laughs) joint. Next round, here's one that a lot of people didn't know. I didn't even know Key Sweat wrote this. Key Sweat, Johnny Kemp just got paid. Oh. When that's Bobby Brown rock with you. Damn, yo. All right, yo. I ain't going to front. Oh, when Young right. Kemp just got paid, came out. That was one of the normal number one joints for like, like weeks. Yo, I would say just got paid, yo. I was that, 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 that just got paid is commercials and jingles yeah. and everything for that. Yeah, got, got yeah. it. Song, Keep Sweat. All right. Uh, next. This is this is a tough round to score. Very tough round to score. Keep Sweat. Make it last forever. Versus Bobby Brown, Tenderoni. <laughs> That's a tough one. Damn. I'm going to make it last forever. And I'm, I'm going to make it towards Keith. I'm going to make it last forever. You know why I'm going to make it last forever? Because make it last forever, people got married to it. Anniversary song. It's, that song is going to always be around. Oh, it's going to be a staple. Tenderoni. Great song, loved it, but ain't nobody walking down the aisle to Tenderoni. 
Denaroni with some date rape shit. That's when they used to Yeah, that's some old R. Kelly type. That's what they used to chasing their little girlfriends. Allegedly, that's the 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 allegedly alleged date rape joint. So we get so what? So <laughs> yeah, so we nah, nah, keep, keep sweat one that joint. He sweat, okay. Uh oh, another bit yeah. So curious LSG versus Bobby Brown on our own from the Ghostbuster soundtrack. Uh, you on our own, Rob. You remember on our own from the Bobby from the Ghostbuster soundtrack. I have to take control. Oh, from the ghost. Yeah. That's that's my drink, baby. I ain't Bobby gonna fuck. Bobby Brown. Too hot to hit. Exactly. Hit that note again, Zane. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was my joint. Okay. Uh, next, Keith Sweat. Don't stop your love. Versus Bobby Brown. Every little step. Every little step I make. He will be there. That was my hey, choice. Bobby, Bobby had to win that, son. Bobby got that. Okay. Now the last, yo, the last round is Keith Sweat. Keith Sweat, nobody versus Bobby Brown, my prerogative. My prerogative. My prerogative. Let's do the tally. So Keith Sweat got one, two, three, four, five, six, five, seven, eleven, eight, and nine. Eight, 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 oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yo, we got it a ten. A tie. Ten. Yeah, yeah, yep, ten, both, yep, wow. both of them won ten. Right, that was a hell of a versus, though. Was it was. I wish I, I would have saw. I forgot it came on. You can catch it on um on the uh, versus IGTV also. But okay. you know, that to me was like one of the one of the best verses that I've that I've seen. Right. I hope that I hope that lays out the carpet for a tour because the Keith Sweat and Bobby Brown tour would be dope, man. But of course it got to be one against the other every other night because they both gonna say like who's gonna be the main out of those. So they got to you know swap out I, the day. Yo, I had a, I've had a chance to see Bobby Brown in concert a couple of times. Actually, they're still a pretty decent performance. They'll give a decent show. Still give it. Oh, yeah. I have sweat, but he still gives a pretty decent show. So that would be a nice thing to see, you know, to see people take these verses on the road and do them at shows. I What's think Little Wayne and Drake had did that years ago. Huh? Little Wayne and Drake had did a tour like that years ago. It was like Little Wayne versus Drake tour. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, had, I had tickets for that joint. I remember I had tickets. They had a show down in Virginia. I I, I won the tickets off the radio and sold them. I didn't go, but it was. Hopefully, it was a good flip. I think it, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely a good flip. <laughs> <laughs> so those are uh, two two fifty a piece. Damn. Yeah, that's a nice four. That four of them things, yeah. But yo, uh, you know who was dope too? I would love to see I'll be sure in a verse, man. I'll be sure. Twenty songs from I'll be sure. You sure, bro? Are I say sure? maybe ten. Nah, I, I can't. Yo, give me five right now. <laughs> uh, I want to get all my own. Uh, that one. Off my own. Rescue oh, me. Rescue me. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I know, I know them by, I don't know them by song title. I just know them by the Bro, I saw him at a show before. I saw him at a show before. It wasn't 10 there. The clip was empty real early. Okay, well, how about this? Being being that being that the other person that I'm about to name didn't have that many big hits. 
and they they both was around that era. Let's say Christopher Williams versus Al B. Short. They got ten songs between the both. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But I'm, I'm nah, yo, but give me I'm, three. Give me They got to mix some features in there. Three. I'm sure like Al B. Short wrote some stuff for people. Let's right? go three. Give me three. Three Christopher Williams songs, eh? I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming the remix. Then I'm dreaming the, the, the second remix. <laughs> That's all I know. I'm for. dreaming. I'm still asleep. No, he had. He had. I'm dreaming. He had. It's the way. It's what is it? It's the way you do me. Remember that with the quick beat when he had the remix. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Every little thing you do. Every little thing you do was called. Right. Every little thing. So those are two. I don't know the third. I don't know the rest of them. Ain't nothing left, man. So, yo, <laughs> verses is supposed to be 40 songs. At least total. 20 songs, right? Yeah. 40 songs in total, 20 from each artist. We got five. <laughs> I, would, I, I would say, um, I still want to see that drink, man. Uh, Karis One versus LL. Or at least Big Daddy Kane versus Rakim, which I'm sure that probably, if they ever had. That'll probably be the last verses that we'll ever see. Like a Nas and Jay or we're never uh, getting we're never getting we're never getting a Nas and Jay. I don't think I think I don't think Rock Kim would I think Big Daddy Kane would do it. I don't think Rock Kim would ever be open to doing it. And truth be told, like I'm be real with you, I'm a diehard Big Daddy Kane and diehard um Rock Kim fan. I could give you 20 Big Daddy Kane songs and I could give you 20 Rock Kim songs. I don't know if the average casual listener could give you 20 Rock Kim songs. Right. I, I don't, I don't know, honestly, yo, I'm just saying, I don't know if the average casual listener can give you 20 Big Daddy Kane songs. You know who got a crazy catalog, too, with some show would do good numbers for them hip-hop purists like us? Koozie Rap. Yeah. Koozie Rap you know, versus somebody. Koozie Rap versus KRS. Yo, but you know something? That's, that's marketable to us, but the kind of numbers I think they're trying to get for advertisers and stuff like that, I don't know if they're going to, if they'd be able to get people on. Like, I think for keep sweating them when I was looking, I think it was maybe like 300,000, which surprised me. Because they did that at the Essence Fest or something like that. I thought it would be more people on there, but it was only like 300,000. So on that note, everybody continue enjoying your, your extended fourth week, right? We got later this week coming on, we drop coming up, we dropping our um, Paula Perry, Paula Perry interview yeah. also. So, Stay tuned, plug. Shout out everybody. Saying hit that note. Hit that take us out with that note that you did the, the off on our own note. The, the Bobby Brown. <laughs>